Hello, and welcome to this episode of Healing with Hope, the official podcast of the Phoenix Method. This is Chris Breyer speaking, and I'm here to join you in your grief journey. And I want you to know that grief is not a disease, nor is it a mental illness, and you're not going crazy. You're just experiencing grief, and grief is hard. So let's try for some survival techniques as we talk about transforming our grief on this episode of Healing with Hope. One day this farmer from a village, he rushed to the wise man up on the hill and said, just in a very excitable sense, wise man, please help me. A terrible thing has happened. My ox has died and now I have no animal to help me plow the fields. This is the worst thing that could have happened to me. You've got to agree, this is horrible. And the wise man quickly replied, maybe so, maybe not. The farmer couldn't believe what he was hearing, and he he yelled and thought, what? Surely you're not disagreeing. This is horrible. This is the worst thing that could ever have happened to anybody. Again, the wise man just looked at him and very kindly said, maybe so, maybe not. The farmer, being disgusted, he, he just ran back to the village and started yelling and telling everybody in the village that the wise man has either gone mad or he's grown callous and incoherent in his old age. This had to be the worst thing that could have happened to, to, the, to this farmer. Why couldn't the wise man see this? Well, the next day, still very upset over his ox dying, and the uncertainty of how he could manage his farm without an ox, the farmer went for this walk over his land just so he could think and process what has taken place and what the wise man said. Off in the distance, the farmer saw a horse. It looked like a pretty muscular horse. He was grazing in his field. And the farmer thought, I don't have an ox to rely on. And he immediately got the idea to catch the horse to replace the ox, and he did. And the farmer was just overwhelmed with happiness. The the horse was able to plow the field easier than he ever did with an ox. And now he didn't even have to walk everywhere he went. He he had transportation as well. The farmer thought about the wise man's words as it came back to his mind, thinking now maybe the wise man was actually still very wise after all. He went back to see the old man and to apologize. He said, wise man, you were right. Losing my ox wasn't the worst thing that could have happened. It was a blessing in disguise. I would never have taken that walk this morning and captured my new horse. You have to agree, finding this horse is the best thing that could have happened to me. The the farmer was so excited and the wise man just looked at him and said, maybe so? Maybe not. And the farmer just dropped his head and thought, not again. This time, the wise man, he couldn't be right. Thinking that the old man had become unreliable, the farmer vowed to never seek his advice again. A few days later, the farmer's son was out riding the horse and was thrown off. And the man's son broke his leg. And it was obvious he couldn't be relied upon to help with the crops with harvest time coming up. The farmer was so upset. He said, now we will lose a great deal of money and maybe even starve to death. I can't 
do this farm by myself. And the farmer remembered the wise man's words. So he went again to see the wise man. The farmer yelled, how did you know? How did you know catching that horse wasn't the best thing that could have happened? You were right. My son was injured by that horse and he won't be able to help me with the crops. This is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. And the wise man just stared at him and very calmly said, maybe so, maybe not. When the farmer heard this, he was outraged. And he thought, how could be this wise man be so arrogant and insensitive? The farmer left in anger. The next day, the village was overran by army troops. And they were taking every able-bodied young man to war. And it was a war that just started. And they were losing and being defeated. And the odds of surviving this war were very small. But the farmer's son, with his broken leg, was the only young man in the village who didn't have to go off to war. He would live, while others would most likely die. It was at that moment that the farmer realized and remembered the words of the wise man. It is so important in life for us not to make mountains out of molehills. We shouldn't waste our time, energy, and emotion worrying about things that can't be controlled or have small possibility of even happening. We need to be careful. We have this tendency to assume the worst rather than the best of things and of other people. When something bad happens, we need to keep a cool head and an open mind to changes and opportunities that may not have otherwise developed and that may prove positive. We need to give people a second or even a third chance if they are sincere. We need to be slow to anger and quick to realize an apology or forgiveness is due. Focusing on the past or on a negative aspect of the present moment can prevent us from seizing or receiving something much more positive in the future. Life often hands us difficulties and troubles, but at times these turn out to be a blessing in disguise. You can't always control life's events, but you can control and choose your attitude and your response to those events. For every maybe not, there's got to be at least one maybe so. Sometimes we just have to get comfortable with not knowing. So there is this story, I know. Another story, yes, I do have another story for you. And this one involves, yes, another village. So there was a village, and inside this village was a small community of blind men. Well, one day, the village had a visit from an elephant, and there was just a big festival taking place because nobody in this village had ever seen an elephant before. And so everybody was very excited. So as this elephant came through town, the small community of blind men gathered around because they didn't even know what people were talking about. They never even saw a picture of an elephant. As the elephant came into town, people made way for the blind men to gather around the elephant so they can touch it and experience this elephant for themselves. So as they felt it and got to experience this elephant and the elephant left, the blind men were walking back to their community. And one said, that elephant was amazing. He was like a giant wall. And another man said, no, this elephant was like big, long tree branch. And another one said, 
I felt that he was like a snake. Whereas the other man said, I felt like he was a giant tree stump. So these men all experienced this elephant and had their own opinion based on their perspective of what they experienced. They weren't being very flexible with trying to realize that each person description made up the elephant. So I ask you this, has your grief kept you from being flexible and from seeing other viewpoints? Are we seeing or understanding everything there is to the situation? Are you seeing the whole elephant or just part of it? Sometimes we just need to broaden our perspectives of death beyond that of loss. What do you mean? We need to open up our perspective. Loss is a valid meaning for death. But is it the only meaning? What does this loss actually mean? What does this loss mean to you? What is it that you are focusing on? Well, let me explain a little bit more of what I'm talking about. You see, when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger, and the other represents opportunity. The meaning you decide to attach to this event determines our focus. So I ask again, what is your focus? You see, when an event takes place, whatever this event is, whatever this uh, crisis is that took place, when an event takes place, that event creates a meaning. And that meaning creates emotion. What are we focusing on? We focus on the meaning. So if this event created, um, well, let's say it created uh, uh, insecurity. And you're focusing on that meaning. It means insecurity. And your emotions reflect what you're focusing on, which is that meaning. So you're focusing on the meaning. The laws of focus say what you focus on, you will find. What you focus on seems real. And what you focus on grows. And eventually, you become what you focus on. So if you are focusing on the meaning of that event that made you insecure, then you will find insecurity as you focus on it. That insecurity will seem very real the more you focus on it. And that insecurity will grow the more you focus on it. And then eventually, you become what you focus on. You become insecure. So how do we change that? Well, when that event takes place, it created that meaning. So we need to change that meaning to something that doesn't cause so much discouragement or, or anguish in our lives. So let's, let's think for a minute. That event has taken place. I and mean, I'm tired of this, this, this down attitude, this, this distraughtness in my life. So let's change that meaning to say that it's going to make you a positive person to where it's going to empower you to be positive and to create positivity in other people's lives. So you could change that meaning to whatever it is that you need it to be. Because remember the laws of focus. If you focus on something, you will find it. What you focus on seems real, and what you focus on grows, and then you become what you focus on. So that event took place in your life, 
And it means that you're going to change. You're going to become more of a positive person. And it's going to empower you to be positive and to create positivity in other people. What you focus on, you find. You will find positivity. What you focus on will seem real. And you will see yourself changing and become a more of a positive person. And what you focus on grows. And you get excited about seeing that growth in your life. And then you become what you focus on. You become that positive person that empowers you to become positive and share positive aspects of life. You can do this. It only takes one decision to change that meaning. It takes one decision to change your entire life. See, when we get hit with this event, the grief that it causes us, when that event takes place, their shock sets in. And it's an initial emotion that we feel when we, this event hits us. And then after the shock sets in, then we have this moment of denial. We can't believe this has happened. So we go on thinking nothing has happened. And that doesn't create anything positive in our life. And sometimes we feel depression as it sets in. The feeling of being overwhelmed and, and hopeless it turns us towards depression. And then, as we are feeling through this and time goes by, there's some acceptance. We come to terms with the loss and we're ready to progress to a phase of reflection and renewal. But that doesn't mean we may never feel the elements of grief again. And this may be where we are at today. We feel the acceptance of it and we have come to terms with the reality of the loss. So where do we go from here? Well, this is what I call the empowerment stage. Empowerment, it, it, it's the step beyond acceptance to where your loss has become a part of your identity. It has integrated in a way that drives you forward. You see, empowerment allows you to find something that it has greater value than your pain. You say, how is that possible? Well, this is how we transform our grief is through empowerment. So what we want to look at is, let's, let's look for a second at those emotional qualities of your loved one. The things that drew people to your loved one, that everybody admired about them. Are those the aspects that you can take and apply to your own life? You know, when my grandfather died, now my grandfather was a man of, of a lot of wisdom. He, he was a retired judge. He was a, a Baptist minister. But he had a, um, just this presence about him that when he walked into a room, it was like he commanded respect without even opening his mouth. He had this wisdom about him that just made you want to be him. There were a lot of life lessons that I learned from him. So take those emotional qualities about your loved one that people admired, that you admired, and apply them to yourself. And it doesn't happen overnight. You, you, you almost have to practice these things for them to become a part of who you are. When you do that, every time you practice those emotional qualities in your life, you are honoring the memory of your loved one. And when you honor the memory of your loved one, it creates something that has greater value than your pain. And what you're doing every time you practice 
that quality in your life. You're honoring their memory. You're creating something with greater value than pain. And that creates less pain in your life. Your, your, your pain will start to subside every time you honor their memory. So where's your focus now? Whether you think you could do something like this or not, you are right. You need to focus on living what I call living in the wow. We need to focus on making our life a gift. Remember this. Always remember that you are a gift. Be a gift to everyone who enters your life and to everyone whose life you enter. When someone enters your life unexpectedly, look for the gift that person came to receive from you. When someone leaves your life unexpectedly, look for the gift that person has bestowed upon you. Each person has to take responsibility for their own life because each of us has the ability to choose. And that is God's greatest gift to humanity, is the ability to choose. So today I want to encourage you to choose to change your focus. Change that meaning of the event. Choose to honor your loved one's memory by changing who we are and creating the greatest gift you can give to humanity, yourself. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing with Hope. Be sure to check us out on our website at thephoenixmethod.org and join one of our online support groups. My name is Chris Breyer. You can email me at dr.c at thephoenixmethod.org. Until next time, be good to people on your way up because you never know who you might meet on your way down.